welcome to Stay Sure the Music Sports Podcast, and we have a special guest. It is it is Andrew the Milkman Hatch, who's waving at the microphone. Yeah, for all my fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm your fan. I'm, yeah. <laughs> my so, only fans. yeah, we we just uh, your only fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know we could always start an OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's the, that, that's the, such a that's such a meme now. I know. Oh. I, I mean, me and me and Devin always joke about that. They're Starting just, an OnlyFans. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, you know, worst case, you could just start an OnlyFans. I'm like, yeah. Well, this is a record for quickest time off the rails for whatever. Oh yeah, podcast. yeah. No, no, we, we haven't even gone through the introduction. Wow. Um, we have just gotten uh, finished going to Bull Moose uh, yet again, and uh, Andrew joined us. Yes, I did. And uh, we are going to talk about what we bought. And uh, we have a little bit, because we have three of us now, so um, we're going to try to go through a little faster, I'm Rapid assuming. Rapid fire. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, who wants to go? Oh, Andrew, why don't you go first? All just, right. Just talk about, like, we're just going to do one at a time, just kind of go around. Okay, circle. like a round robin style? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll just start with uh, oh, I'm what's so, on the top. I'm so glad you got that. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was a uh, Jimmy recommendation. This is Mothership Connection by Parliament. Mm. Let's all take a look. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> class. Can, yes. you, can you show the class? In the jewel case. <laughs> yeah. A good hinge action. <laughs> um, yeah, this is nice. I, uh, I really like some of the stuff by Funkadelic. I like some of what George Clinton does. Have you guys seen the famous photo of him on, like, riding two dolphins? No. Or something? I, I want to see this now. I, if, if you look it up, I, I believe the Google machine might be of, of use. But, um, <laughs> Google machine. Yeah, there. I believe there's a photo floating around. I, I don't know how much is like CGI or you is, know, is this like the um, 80s equivalent, but oh my god, it's oh my god, it's true. Oh, that's that's glorious. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can see that, but that's wow. that's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's great. the one. So um, it's like Little, Little Mermaid funk. Yeah, so I, I respect anyone who can do that. Um, so I, The always, dolphins are under his command. Yes, yeah, so I'm always into that. So Jimmy uh, pointed this out for me, and uh looks pretty good, pretty cheap. I'm excited. Great, great tracks. I, I love that album so much. So, such a good album to listen to in the car, too. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched. Nice. <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, you can go ahead. I will go ahead. Um, Cage the Elephant. Ah, Melophobia. Okay. Uh, my wife loves the song Cigarette Daydreams. This was really cheap, and I figured I would give it a shot. I also, I think this was a surprise hit for Fantano. I think he actually really oh, liked this album. Right. So yeah, is that their? Um, that's their second, right? Yeah, their first one was the one that had "Ain't No Rest for the Wicked." Yeah. So which I, does anybody think of Borderlands? I like, do. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I don't really know what this is gonna say. I'm assuming it's like. You know, radio friendly, but also indie friendly alt rock. Um, hopefully, well, yeah. I mean, they, they, they've you know, they how does the song go? Yeah, uh, you know, there ain't no rest for the wicked, money don't grow on trees. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he, they, they got bills to pay, they got mouths to feed, ain't, ain't nothing in this world, world for free. free. Yeah, that was back in the day. I think that was a one of the either weekly or daily free songs. On iTunes, you remember those days? Oh my God, I did. Yeah, yeah. that's a throwback. That was yeah. I remember waiting all year to get a ten dollar iTunes gift card. Same. And then I would 
meticulous. I mean, I would spend hours to spend that ten dollars. <laughs> I used to go on the. You remember the top one hundred? Yeah. yeah. I used to have. Oh man. I mean, iTunes that is still around. Childhood. It's just nobody gives a shit about it anymore. I I mourn the loss of iTunes. I might be <laughs> one of the few, but I loved iTunes. I I love CDs so much that I I'm okay with not having iTunes. But yeah, um, let's see. Oh, I also got uh, some some P Funk as well. Uh, I got Funkadelic, uh, One Nation Under a Groove, and Cosmic Slop, which uh, I want to point out just Cosmic Slop album cover. I would expect nothing less, honestly. Yeah, wow. it's it, it's almost as good as the uh, if you've ever seen the I think it's called like the Bride of Doctor Funkenstein. That's that's another great album cover. But yeah, I'm uh, I was really psyched to see these, so I, I snatched them up and uh, gonna get gonna get some funk in my life. You know, nice in my, in my soul. Very funky episode so far. Oh yeah, and then Cage the Elephant. <laughs> White <laughs> funk, you know. White funk. <laughs> Oh, Andrew. Uh, oh yeah, so, so you okay. went with that. Yeah, I went very back and forth on this because I this is one of those albums that, um, I think some heavy blog people were into this back when it first came out. Dream Thrash. Yeah, yeah, that was what it was called. I Thrash. I just I just looked. It's what it's, it's Dreish. It's Astronoid, but it, it's yeah, Air. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember. I know I've listened to this album, like. At least once or twice, or, or at least uh, some tracks I've listened to a few times. And I know that I really liked certain parts, but it, I never liked it enough to go get it. And so mm. this is a bit of a, like, I don't know, it's up I, in the air. But it's six bucks. I'm surprised they even had that there. Yeah, I, yeah, know, I, I, liked, I know there were sections that I really enjoyed. So that's one that I'm hoping will uh, will end up being... Uh, that, giver that's their second album right i think i don't know i i think it's, it might be their first i mean i thought i listened to their first and i just was not impressed with it <laughs> it's that one. oops yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i just like the whole like dream thrash i don't know it just didn't i don't know it's like sometimes like those things work and other times they just feel yeah. more gimmicky well it's got a pretty cd it's very pretty. So it's got it, that going. I mean, it, it, it's a cool like album package in general. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you don't expect an album with like that cover to sound like it does. No, it's uh, a vibes album. Yeah, you, you don't. And I'm when I these vibes. When I first um. saw it in your bag, I thought it was a. Um, uh, I almost thought it was an Eno album because it, it kind of has like the same color scheme as music for airports. You know what this looks a little bit like? You know what this reminds me of. You know that Led Zeppelin album? Oh yeah, House of no, the Holy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, doesn't it look like that? But on a nice summer day, and yes, yeah, it does. And there, there's no like naked mermaids. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the sun would dry them up. That's yeah. why they're not here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, you can only go out on dreary, drizzly days, like on the yeah. Led Zeppelin cover. Exactly. <laughs> they're like newts or salamanders. <laughs> it's the biology wet. of mermaids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I was stoked to find this because this is a band I wanted to get into for a while. Uh, the Fall. Okay. This, this Nation Saving oh, yeah. Grace. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about them other than they're a relatively celebrated 80s off kilter rock band. Um, I think it was Live from the Witch Trials, is the album that I was someone recommended at some point, but this is their highest rated, rated album. Yeah. Rated music. 
I don't have much to say about it other than I'm excited to give it a listen because this is one of those, you know, if you know, you know, kind of, you know, yeah. underground 80s rock bands. So, yeah, like they, excited to check it out. They're always like, you know, when you go post club, it's always like Joy Division first, but like The Fall isn't too far behind. Yeah. But I, I've wanted to get into that album too. It's just that like it's really long, if I remember right. Um, and I so, can see that, just trying to add up the track list in my 16 songs. Yeah, I thought it was like around an hour. All right, well, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Speaking of 80s bands, The Cure, Head on the Door. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Uh, because I've, so I think, was it last week that you had um, uh, 16 Seconds as your album of the week? I think so. Or yeah. it was one of the recent weeks. Yeah. And so, um, oh, yeah, by the way, Andrew, yeah, you're going to need an album of the week at the end. But um, oh, <laughs> anyway. Okay. You have yeah, time to prepare. I, yeah, you have time to prepare. All right. Uh, I've got I mean, it. I, I, and it's. The whole idea is that it's something that's sort of been on rotation or, you know, in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so like last week, two weeks, you know, whatever. But anyway, so yeah, Scott Scott had 16 seconds as his album week not too long ago. And uh, you were talking about Head on the Door, how it was like a little out there, a little weird. Um, and I mean, I already have like kind of all the other Cure albums that I really want. And uh, yeah, so nice. there we go. Yeah, I've never listened to this, so um, I always thought that um, that tonight I'm in love, or yeah, Friday, Friday I'm in love. Friday I'm in love. Yeah, uh, I always thought that was on this thing, but it is not. So that's the I have. I think I have every Cure album that, up that, to that's the tops, right? Uh, I forget what it's called, but I have every Cure album album up to that album. Yeah, because Friday I'm in love is. It's one of those songs that was on the Hannaford playlist, so (laughs) I can't, like, I have, it's actually one of Lauren's favorite songs, but, like, I've heard it, you know, dozens of times (laughs) a week, and I'm like, I can't, I have trouble with it. Yeah, I I totally get you. I also worked at Hannaford for a while, stocking shelves back in the day, Um, and it's funny how you form relationships with the songs they play. Yeah. Because very quickly you'll notice the rotation. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, I, I worked at Goodwill for yeah. like enough time to, yeah, to get that too. Yeah. For the most part, it was fine. But I don't know if this was your experience, Scott, but for me, it was like there were a couple songs I absolutely dreaded. <laughs> and yeah. there were a few that I loved. And it was like they, they were the ones that would keep me sane and the ones that would drive me insane. Yeah. No, absolutely. To end on a positive note, uh, that's how I discovered and fell in love with uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Yeah. It's funny because I that would always come on in mine, too, yeah. and I always hated that one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, but, I, I, but, I but Africa I was okay with, which... Which I... Yeah. You know, uh, even, even before it became a meme, I was like, I fucking hate this song. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I worked at... There was a summer I worked at Hannaford and Canopy Lake. And it was on both playlists, oh, so yeah, I just a double whammy. Yeah, there there were a couple other songs where they were on both, and I I just I can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> I, I, before we move on, but what's that? That first cut is the deepest. That is yeah, baby, yeah. I know. Ah, I gotta hate that song so much. Like, it's such a depressing song. But I okay, I, I guess one last little thing. When I went to interview for that position at Goodwill, uh, I was waiting for to get called into the back to actually do the interview. And what's playing on on the radio there and you know in the store uh tom waits hmm. hey there you go yeah uh it's that um in, in the neighborhood uh, yeah yeah it was just like why is <laughs> what it's like never never had that happen again but interesting yeah andrew what you uh oh see. yeah you got another 
Another Here's what pick. we've got on tap. Um, Charles Bradley. Yeah. No time for dreaming. That's a handsome man. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he's featuring the sounds of the Menahan Street Band. <laughs> Which you should know. Yes, absolutely. If you if you know, you know. <laughs> now, Andrew, you know, how long have you been aware of Charles Bradley? <laughs> um, actually, I've heard of this guy. He didn't he have. He had a cover on YouTube of him singing like a Black Sabbath yeah, song that he, was he covered changes. Yeah, and I'd heard of him through that, and I think I've, I was like vaguely aware of him, but I was very confused. I looked it up on Rate Your Music, and I was like. Well, this is from the seventies. I mean, look at it. it yeah, right? right. This is this it's is from nineteen seventy-seven, right? Yeah. I, I I think that that's how off of Daptone Records, right? Uh, I will take your word for it. I assume it would be. If, if, check the back. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Because um, that's like their bread and butter is like doing like this like you know soul like throwback. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, he was sixty-two when he first got. When, yeah. I think this one actually when this yep. album came out so that's kind of wild so yeah. kind of then, excited because I really like I was saying I was looking for this kind of music I really like uh, I got into Al Green recently although they didn't have they had a ton of Al Green and none of it was good like, none of it was <laughs> what I was looking for um, and they also had no Donny Hathaway which I was bummed out but by Moose's selection is so spotty yeah. and I, I don't know if you guys were noticing this but there were a ton of like misplaced bands this yeah, time. I saw a bunch I, of that. I saw Born of Osiris was in rock and pop for some reason. Yeah. But then actually, like Coheed and Cambria is like in it should you said you found Sugar Ray in mm-hmm. metal. Um, yeah. in the in the punk section under punk compilations there was Follow the Leader by Korn. I was like, ah <laughs> oh, yes, my favorite punk compilation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good punk compilation though. <laughs> Um, um, oh, I I will say with Charles Bradley, actually the first I knew of him was from um, he was an American Dad. He was, really? Yeah, he plays Krampus in American <laughs> Dad, and it's like a whole musical episode. Yeah, weird. It's yeah, and, and like Krampus has like a breakup with like his girlfriend Sheila or something like that. So he That's talks so about weird. that a little bit. And yeah, Isaac Hayes is chef. This is like a theme now. Oh man, yeah, and it's sadly he passed away. Um, not too long ago, just a couple years ago. Charles Bradley. Yeah, from cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's a shame, but yeah. He's a great singer, though. Have you heard of the show Big Mouth? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched a handful of episodes. I watched like the first two seasons. Oh, Lauren and I love it. Uh, the theme song is his take on Changes by Black oh, Sabbath. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. really? It's, it's all, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm going through changes. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of grotesque bodily uh bodies napalm death <laughs> uh utopia banished and fear emptiness despair um utopia banishes during their death grind period and i was stoked to see it uh i don't know much about it it came out around the same time as harmony corruption which is a really good death grind album and this is not considered one of their best albums but I, I like their, this is during their groove metal-ish period, <laughs> which I actually, I think they do a decent job. I think the, it's, the fact it's not grindcore is what grinds people's gears, if you will. Um, <laughs> but I think they write some good, the, the title track, I forget what, I think it's the Mortal Kombat movie, like the original one that came out in like the 90s. Oh, uh, it has yeah. uh, Twi- Twist the Knife Slowly, is one of the songs on the soundtrack, and th- my dad had the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. CD and I listened to it and this I mean at the time 
it was like one of the heaviest things I'd ever heard in my entire life. Oh, so when I saw this for a decent price, I was like, you know what? I don't know. Did your dad like the Mortal Kombat movie? Probably. Because <laughs> <laughs> like that, that that fits that like that that fits with what I know about Jim. See, Murphy. I don't have a problem with that because I think there is actually a narrative behind Mortal Kombat. The, there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie. And I'm like, how do you make a movie? The whole point that of that is, is that there is that you create your Yeah, the whole event, point is right? that there's an endless narrative. Like, how, why would you decide the, on, like, one... Fighting game narratives aren't really great. But at least, anyway. like, there's, you know, there's some story, like, okay, you can make a movie. Yeah. But, like, dun- like, you decided on one story to be, like, the Dungeons & Dragons. I don't know. Yeah. That's a very that's a pretty nerdy critique. Yeah, I mean, seems so. no, video uh, game movies, that's a man. good critique. That makes sense. A lot of those video game movies just don't... I mean... Out. More importantly, it was a pretty bad movie. But, yeah. But anyway. I, I, I've heard that it's, like, fun, though. Like, it's just, like, cheesy. The original Dungeons Dragon? No, no, Mortal Kombat. No, yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat, that's, it could be as bad as possible, but it's just people, it's, like, yeah. violent fighting. Well, so. I, I just, like, it's supposed to be just, like, cheesy bad, yeah. which is I think they enjoyable. Intend, if you've ever played the original Mortal Kombat, I don't know. There's no way to make that artsy. It kind of, kind of is, yeah. kind of is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, get over here. Um... Yeah, John Lee Hooker serves you right to suffer. Um, Ooh. Yeah, wow. I had seen this, I think, before here. Uh, I'd, I'd always been looking for it, but it was like four bucks, so I'm like... I almost grabbed something by him right before we left, actually. Let me yeah. know. Uh, you like it. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I, I tried to get too? some blues. Yeah, well, it's used, but it's sealed, I huh. think. So, don't know what to make of that. I'm, I'm assuming it's new, but um, who knows? But... Yeah, I don't really know what kind of blues this is going to be, but you know, I I, it's, I like to pick up some blues every now and then, um, just to kind of I don't know, I, I always feel like I need to explore it more. Yeah. Just, but you can only do it so much because it's just so so much of it is very similar. Yeah, very mm-hmm. repetitive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, fingers crossed. So. Yeah, blues is one of those genres. Every now and then I'll see something, and I just. You know, toss a little money at it, and almost always I end up enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I like sometimes it can be just like I, I remember getting a like a Mississippi John Hurt album, and that was like Piedmont blues, and like that was I I really didn't enjoy that because it was more like way more folk than it was blues. Like it was more folk and country, and like it was just I really did not like it. Um, but I mean, there are some great blues albums. I mean, uh, Paul Butterfield blues band is like amazing um but yeah yeah sweet next up speaking of blue uh-huh uh-huh tom waits oh yeah blue valentine yeah uh this is the next step in my tom waits journey i'm kind of excited i've i, I've I kind been... of wish you'd gotten heart attack and vine but i honestly the only reason i got this one and not the other is because this one cheaper. was, I think, slightly cheaper by a dollar. <laughs> and um, also was like 0.2 higher on Rate Your Music. So, yeah, I mean, it's it. So it's from like that period, you know, like sort of yeah. before Swordfish Trombones and mm-hmm. before, I think, before Heart Attack and Vine. Yeah. Where, you know, he's doing more, like, traditional... Yeah, I believe it is. That was all, another reason why I picked this one instead, is I've yeah. been going album by album with him, because I was I was saying this earlier, like, when I first listened to Tom Waits, I only liked his more traditional, like, 
accessible. Like, like I loved Closing Time, for example. Yeah. My mom loves Closing Time. That's that's funny to think about your mom listening mm-hmm. to, to, to Tom Waits. Yeah, but, you in, know, Closing Time is capacity. very accessible. And then I listened, I got uh, Heart of Saturday Night, which is pretty good. Yeah. The, uh, what's the opening, the opening track off that I love? Um... Oh, is it the is it the title track? I can no, check. no, it's not. It, it's um, it's it's all like to paint this town or something like that. Some I don't know. I don't, I don't totally remember, but um, great, great track. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean it's yeah, Blue Valentine's good. I mean, have you listened to? Ah, uh, is it Shiver Me Timbers? No, it's it's the next one. Oh, I see. Um, I don't know why I know the full up. What um what was I just thinking of? Um, have you listened to Nighthawks at the Diner before? Um, yes. Because I I I mean I love that album and I I made Scott listen to that. Mm-hmm. It was, I you 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 enjoyed I it? I did. Yeah. 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 He really pulls it off. One of the things I love about him is he's such a good character voice. Yeah. Yeah. He really like. I remember reading a little while back that like some people were angry. That Tom Waits wasn't really like, I forget exactly what their critique was. Like, they they were annoyed that like, he was like, you know, doing relatively well and had like a pretty normal life and like, yeah, basically that he wasn't the character that comes across in his songs. I was very stupid. Like, obviously it's a character he's playing. Yeah, but some people are I don't know. They were annoyed that he wasn't like more authentic to what they imagined his persona was which i think is on them but anyways this is the next step in my tom waits journey i'd like to get to the point where i'm enjoying his more uh, experimental stuff it's i, I think I, i'm i think i'm on the way because i really yeah. like small change a heart attack and vine is a, sort of a good medium point because it's definitely feels a little more out there but it's still like firmly set in sort of like that area but mule variations is, might be good too because it's still like there are some weird stuff on it but it's a lot of you know normal regular like somewhat normal stuff yeah if i like this that's that's what's next yeah. one album at a time all right would you uh anything else so i'm gonna call myself out because i had these in alphabetical order but i had an r before a q and that's not how the alphabet works <laughs> so uh quilt held in splendor uh, I forgot this album existed until I saw it just now. came out in 2014. Very colorful. Really, really like that. Uh, this must have been a fun photo shoot. Out in a <laughs> yeah. canoe with Wait. quilts draped over you. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think this came out at some point in college, and I really I liked it. Very uh, like uh, nice indie, it, indie folk, indie say. rock uh, lead singer. I thought she was really cute, which always helps. Um, and yeah, I, I, again, totally forgot it existed. I'm hoping I enjoy it now as much as I enjoyed it back then, because if I don't, I'll be sad. Um, and partially, I mean, it's not you that... you just be old. Yeah. It's not that big a deal, because um, I sold my Quasimodo album, but I around the same time I bought Operation Mindcrime by Queensryche. Yeah. Because if oh, I hadn't... I, I didn't know you had a copy of that. I did. That's such a good album, dude. Part of the reason I waited to sell Quasimodo for the longest time is because... I had no other Q albums in my little, you know, I have like the little like letter cards and I was like, it's the only letter where I wouldn't have an Wait, artist. You, you have letter cards in your CD collection? Lauren, Lauren. Oh, that's a it, good idea. It, yeah. I should do that. 
Do you have every every letter? I that's why I didn't sell Quasimodo. I didn't like the album, but I was like, then it would be that would be yeah. very sad. <laughs> so after I bought Queens, yeah, Queens right, Queens right, I I got rid of Quasimodo, and now I have another one. So it, there you go. It's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. in the so Q collection. Yeah. Next time you can just get some Queen. To Queens of the Stone Age, you should get some Queens of the Stone Age anyway. I feel, I feel like I do. Oh, I do. I have. Um, I think I have songs for the deaf. Yeah. The, the one with the yeah, the, the little the prong, the yeah. trident. I, I guess it's not a trident; it's a fork. But yeah. still, I'm glad you got what this meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is uh, Pansonic. It's uh, the album's called Alto Piri. I don't know. They, they're they're Finnish. Uh, funnily, we were talking about Finnish artists earlier. Um, I don't really know that much about Pansonic. They're like this, like experimental, electronic, glitchy kind of act. Um, I just I remember seeing this here last time we went to Bull Moose, and I didn't get it. And uh, it's only four bucks. So the only thing that kind of I'm kind of concerned about is like it, like Rate Your Music List says, as like ambient techno and like glitch and like. My experience with like those type of artists, like Oval and stuff, has not been positive, but um, you know, I'm hoping. So that's all you can do. Yeah, four bucks and some hope. Yeah, yeah, right. Four bucks and some hope. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's like, like worst worst case. You know, that's why I like... love buying used CDs though. Yeah. Is... Oh, but the one thing that really gets my goat is that the uh, the spine is is the other way around. So, what do you mean? What do you mean? So, like, if you read it on a shelf, uh-huh. you, you, you have oh. to turn your head over to the other side, as opposed to every other CD uh, in existence has to do it the other way. Well, that's just not right. Yeah. That's not right. It isn't right. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zero out of ten. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, that's a bummer. What, you, you've still got a bunch of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I buy lots of, lots of merchandise. Merchandising, um, merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> the merchandise. This is um the Blue Oyster Cult. Not it, it a. Has, it has my favorite song by them. Burning. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a little ple- it's a little plebeian, but it's true. No, no don't wow. fear the Reapers plebeian. Oh well. Yeah. Um, and you like veteran of the psychic wars, right? I my friend in college showed me the live version of that song. Have you heard the live version? I've never even heard the song it's, in general. It's one of those songs where it's like, I don't know why they bothered with their studio version. Like, you ever listen to a live version song where they just add in a whole section? Yes. Like, oh, it's a good song now. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just do that? <laughs> Sometimes you need like time. Like I know Billy Joel does a really good version of his song. Um, She's got a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the studio version. I have to listen to the. Live I version. I think the live version, but it, it's it's the one off of um, "Songs in the Attic" that I think is better than the studio. Um, and he just adds like these just little little players, but I think it's like he kind of, you know, I think yeah, it's almost like he needed time. It. Yeah, like he, he almost needed time to like kind of like finish the song, even though it was already on an album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a Blue Oyster Cult added like a four minute wacky guitar solo. Oh, nice! And uh, it was sick. Um, so I've always been looking for a little extra Blue Oyster Cult. This was cheap. Um, my friend really likes him, and I, I respect his uh, musical opinions. Um, I, so I do this, love, I love like that hard cover, to go too. Wrong. Yeah, I really like a few other things from, uh, what is it, Secret Treaties? 
Is that the one with yeah, the that's... plane? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. And they have uh, Astronomy is a really good song off there. Oh, Astronomy is a great song. Yeah. I, I, the Metallica song. cover of that song is so good. Yeah, they that was on Garage. Yeah, Garage Incorporated. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's... I, I, I do really like Garage Incorporated. There's a lot yeah. of great tracks on that thing. Um, yes, so I'm excited. And they, they do, I think they do a cover of Last Caress by the Misfits. And I'm like, yeah. Just, but they also do Turn the Page, which is a better version of the original. Yeah, they do a good job with that one. Um, you have anything else? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, kind of in the same wheelhouse as Blue Oyster Cult, uh, Romstein. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, we were listening to this on the drive over, Sunshucked, which is how I'm going to pronounce it. Um, this is the, the one with, do host, which yeah. obviously everyone everyone knows. Me. But yeah, I, I really uh, I like a lot of songs. You Engel, all the songs in this are really good. Uh, Buckdish, which I forget what it means, but I'm gonna assume it's a dirty. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just great. You know, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit elevated industrial metal in a way. I don't yeah, know. I mean, they, they talk about New Village Heart. Yeah, so. like in a, in a way, just like, I think the. Uh, the arrangements, the electronics they bring to the table are genuinely interesting. They're not just there because like, all right, we got to make this, got to make this industrial. Yeah. Like I feel like they actually put some thought into it. I would love to see them live. My dad loves them too. That'd be a fun concert. I I would go see Ramstein. Yeah. Like that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. They just like the whole like. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this. The, the opening scene of Triple X where they're yeah. playing and, and he is a Till Lindman. He has. He has the fucking flamethrower helmet or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh man, I fucking love that. That was yeah. They look like so much fun to see live. Um, all right, my final one is uh, Toxicity. Hey. Of the Down, which oh my. yeah, I used to own. Um, I was gonna say I was surprised you didn't have that. Yeah, already. I think I used to own this, and they're self-titled. And then I just, I don't know. I think I just sold them, and uh, yeah, I definitely regret that. But yeah, it's just so much fun. To listen to, I was talking to the, the uh, cashier. He was, he was saying like he loves this thing. I mean, like I, I think everybody loves this album. Um, I was thinking of Jet Pilot a lot, but uh, you know some of these little ones. I bounce like so, so. Some of the weirder ones are really funny. I I just yeah. Um, I, just, I think psych. I, I, yeah, I was thinking of Psycho the other day actually. Yeah, I used to listen to like a bunch of tracks from this thing back in high school. That was a formative album for me in middle school. Yeah. I bought it, I ju- just the CD for like 99 cents at a yard sale. <laughs> and I, I, this is back when I had my CD player and on the bus and I would listen to it all, all this over and over and over again. That's such a good album. Yeah. I, I, I love this thing a lot. Uh, yeah, it'll be good to have it, have it back. I think one of the things, I think that was my album of the week a little while back. One of my favorite uh, things about it is some albums you listen to it again and the guitar tone is it's just it's not as heavy as you remember i feel like that's still like oh, the yeah. guitar tone the riffs are just very yeah it, they still pack a punch yeah still stands the test of time even now yes <laughs> science God, so many great failed. aerials world. yeah science has failed our motherland yeah <laughs> <laughs> um oh okay yeah <clears throat> next up we've got um, the songs of Leonard Cohen by Leonard Cohen. Um, this is actually kind of a funny one. Have you guys seen the TV show This Is Us? No, no. I didn't, I'm aware of it. 
Um, really it's pretty good. TV. I've been watching it with my girlfriend. It, it's a it's a good watching with girlfriend type of show. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's not like Family Guy. No, it's like <laughs> emotional and uh, dramatic. There's no um, no no fart jokes. Not I haven't seen one yet. I'll say that. <laughs> um, I, I, love, anyway. I, I love how fair you're being. <laughs> But anyway, um, I just watched an episode last night, and a Leonard Cohen song came on. I think it was, uh, where is it? Claire. So Long, Marianne. Yeah. Um, and it was like tied into the theme of the of the episode. But um, anyway, I was like, oh, that that sounds pretty nice. I think I might like Leonard Cohen. And so here we are. Here I am. So you, you never listened now. to the album? Nope. I, I'm vaguely aware, like, I think I've heard Suzanne before. Is Hallelujah on there? That's probably his. I don't that, think that, that's, so. um, that's his other I prefer the Shrek version, album. anyway. That's his other one. Yeah. Yeah. I think Shrek is the definitive version. <laughs> Isn't that, is that the Jeff Buckley version? Yeah, it is. Yeah, because um, yeah, I, I used to own that. That might, that could honestly be my copy of it, uh, mm-hmm. for all I know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good album. Yeah, like, I, I'm just I'm not... Excited. It's, it's the sort of thing that's kind of up my alley. Yeah, I, I can see you really liking yeah. that album, for sure. It's not uh, too far, I think, from a, a Croce. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a little more folk. Like, I feel like Jim Croce has, like, a little more of, like, a... Not rock, but, like, I don't know, like, it feels like he's a little more direct. Well... <sighs> Being a, you know, <laughs> foremost Croce historian, yes, yeah. uh, I mean, it depends on the era. If you go by his <laughs> major studio albums in the 70s, yeah, he's definitely got a little more uh, folk rock going on. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm thinking something like, you know, Rapid Roy, that Star Cowboy. He's Rapid Roy, that Star Cowboy, he's too much to believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, the rest of this podcast will be Andrew singing Jim Coach. Oh, I'll be oh singing with him, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a very short aside, uh, so every summer my friends and I go up to a cabin in Vermont, um, right up near the Canadian border, and drink ourselves into lunacy. Um, <laughs> it's a great time. It's so fun. There's no one for, like, miles in any direction. It's wonderful. Isn't that, like, the plot of the movie The Evil Dead? <laughs> well... Even if it is, it's still worth it. <laughs> um, but uh, a couple of years ago, um, <laughs> I was uh, I was sitting by the campfire, and everyone else had like started to go to bed. It, eventually, it was just me, just with my phone, just singing Jim Croce for like an hour. And mm-hmm. apparently, I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> it was keeping everyone up in the cabin. Oh, really? <laughs> or at least, well, not everyone. A lot of people were in a stupor by that point. <laughs> like, at least a couple people were like, like you won't shut up. <laughs> I was totally clueless. I was having the time of my life. <laughs> and then I came in and was like, that was the third night best of the third best night of my life. And they were all like... <sighs> what were the first two? Um, you know, it's tough to say. It's it's a malleable thing. Yeah. At the time, though, I think I ranked that as number three. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. hoping Leonard Cohen's good. Leonard Cohen is good. Very good. Yeah. Just not always my thing. That was you. You're you're done with yours. No, I have oh, a couple. Oh. I have a couple more. All right. Uh, Street Lab Manifesto, the Bench album. It's not called the okay. Bench album. It's <laughs> called 
The Hands That Thieve, I think. Uh, I, think I think it's funny that, for once, uh, you got more than I did. I know. I, I, I thought about that. Yeah. Um, so, I fucking loved Streetlight Manifesto. They were like... <laughs> They're like the one ska band that you like wouldn't get beat up for for liking back in the day, <laughs> um, and eventually I feel you know, I stopped listening to ska, and then this album came out uh, in I don't say a year, but it came out I'd say when I didn't like ska anymore. Really, I meant when I pretended I didn't like ska anymore. This album. Um, so I've I've never listened to it, but I love their and I recently bought their f- first three albums, kind of. They have their first two albums, and then they re-recorded an album that the main dude recorded with his pre- re-recorded with his previous band uh for victory records which was a much maligned label of that scene um but yeah i'm excited to hear what old man ska sounds like old man ska yeah this is recorded after well after the ska you know that wave was over um hoping that it has the same kind of uh energy and zeal that I look for there, in my there, ska. There's literally no zeal. year on it. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. Because ska is timeless. <laughs> they, yeah. it's just, you took the exact words out yeah. of my mouth. It's, uh, it's the people's music. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have any songs that I I feel like I've heard I've heard a few songs by them. Probably. But what what might people know by them? Oh, Because I've never been uh, into ska, so I only have like... You, you're not a rude boy, Andrew? Uh, no. Let me look up what songs are like quickly are popular, because I personally like they, they were they were an album band for me. Like I, I would just yeah. put on their albums, um, but everything goes numb was their debut album. Everything goes numb. Point counterpoint. A better place. A better time. Yeah, I mean, I'd have I to hear see, them to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then then they they re-recorded. Keysby Knights, which was the main dude. I think his name was... I want to say it's Todd, or Tom, so I will. Um, but he, yeah. He was known as kind of a control freak, which is a little difficult when you have a ska band because that means you're trying to control, like, 25 people. <laughs> so, um, I think they're reuniting, though, which so it's kind of good timing. Hey, um, here you go. You're going to oh, yeah. go catch Streetlight Manifesto? Thomas Kalnoki. Kalnoki. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited. And this album came out in 2013. So yeah, it was after high school. So I, I said I didn't like Scott anymore. Yeah, because you're too busy trying to like swans. Yeah, well, that was yeah. So, it's quite a jump. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Oh, this is a doozy. I'm excited for this one. So this is by Peter Tosh. Oh, this is yeah. Legalize it. Legalize <laughs> what, Andrew? I'm not sure. I'll have to report back once I listen to the album in its entirety. Yeah. Um, Are there any clues on the cover by any chance? Yeah, well, it might be like, uh, it might slowly (laughs) reveal itself over the course of the album. You know, it might be a sort of thing where I can't quite say until the end. There might be a twist. Yeah. Um, So I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, uh, I was trying to find Bob Marley and it didn't have any of the albums I wanted. But, um, apparently... I just learned this when I was at Bull Moose, but this guy was apparently a whaler um, huh. with Bob Marley. Um, so I figured, well, not there Bob, then this seems like number two. Nice. So I'm really curious to see what this sounds like. It's only 297, so it can't really go wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, some, some reggae can be so, so good. 
When I first um, glanced at that, I honestly thought you got a comedy album by Daniel Tosh. That was just my first thought. Yeah. That would be yeah. so funny. That would be remember so that? Tosh.0. Oh, oh, I remember. Tosh.0 yeah. is still going. Is it really? Yeah. Really? Good for him. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Wow. I, I don't know how. Did I mean, think it had that there's plenty there. to react to on the internet still. How, so. Yeah, but like, how? I mean, I'm thinking like, like his style of comedy like just does not work well, well nowadays. Yeah, maybe he got grandfathered in. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, I, I Seth MacFarlane definitely did. Um, somehow. Do you, you... I have one more. you have one more? Yeah. Toon Yards. Nicky oh. Knack. <laughs> uh, this one, uh, I forget what the album was called. I think it's Who Kill? Yeah. It was their debut, which was a wacky pop explosion. And this is supposedly a little bit more subdued, but still very unique, fun, uh, polychromatic art pop there which i'm very excited to give a listen to because i really liked their uh i think it was one of those there was an album i wanted on discogs so i i got it and then i looked through the sellers you know i just sorted by price and it was maybe two dollars so i was like yeah, i'll check it out and i ended up really really liking it so i'm hoping i like this one just as much all right um yeah i'm always always in the mood for fun pop yeah i mean i i feel like like it's got to be like a quarter of your CD collection is like indie pop, like fun indie pop. I don't know if a quarter, that's a little, not a little much. Fine, but an eighth. An eighth. Ha <laughs> ha, an eighth. Legalize it. Full circle. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> nice. Speaking, speaking of fun, uplifting music, what about your next Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Life's a bitch and then you die. You know, <laughs> why we get high. Legalize it. <laughs> well, this is Illmatic by Nas. Um, yeah, so I've been kind of trying to round out. I, I've been trying to get into hip hop for years, and like two years ago, it finally started to click. Um, and so I've been sort of trying to like round my way out some of the classics. Like I got Wu Tang. Yeah. Enter the Thirty Six Chambers. Up from the Thirty Six uh, Chamber. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, so I've been kind of making my way. So I saw this for five bucks. I know I've listened to this album before, and I don't. I don't think I loved it, but I've also like, I've also come a long way since I last listened to it with hip hop. So fresh ears, I suppose. I fucking love Illmatic. So, yeah, and I I know yeah. a lot of people really like this one, so I think it's a good one to have. I'm, I'm, I'm really straight out of the like fucking it. dungeons of rap, man. Yeah, my uh, one of my good friends. White wife, wife's not multiple wives. His his wife is Iranian, and they name one of their. Can this make this connects? Sorry, this sounds very off topic. Um, one of their cats has a beautiful Iranian name. Oh. I think it's like Na Nasir. It's yes, not something like that. And when we first met them, that they're <laughs> it sounded like Nasir. So I was like, oh, like nasty Nas. And she could not have been more offended <laughs> that I just called her cat nasty. And I had to explain that it was the rapper and it, that barely helped. Thankfully, we're, we've smoothed things over since then. It was a very, very bad first impression. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of my favorite. What I love most about that album is that it bucked the trend of having a million tracks and a million skits. Like it's a very, it's a tight runtime. Nice tight I don't think there are any, any skits on it. No, there's no skits. It. I think it's like it's no. ten, 10 tracks. 10 songs. 10 yeah, songs, yeah. whereas you, most hip-hop albums at the time had like 15, 20 easily. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a great... Lean and mean. 
that, that that's one of those genre classics that I I don't I don't know how you can dispute. Uh, it's just such a yeah yeah for sure. I mean, I, yes, I'm excited. Great, yeah. I mean, I, I, the, I, I mean, there are times that like I will try to like I'll look up like the genius uh, lyrics for it and just try to rap along with New York State of Mind as best as I can. Yeah. Or I guess it's NY State of Mind. NY. Come on. Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, it's your show. Yeah. So <sighs> it's my world. And you're living in it. All right. <laughs> uh, this is what I'm going to hype. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're... Yeah. This is. Uh, Marlo, Marlo 2. So this is the second album by Marlo. Not to be confused with Milo. Nope, don't confuse it. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, This is a collaboration between uh, Le Orange. I don't know how you would say that. You don't speak French? I don't speak French. Yeah, L apostrophe orange. Le Orange. L'Orange. L'Orange. Wow. Um... And Solemn Brigham, uh, who is the uh, rapper in Lorange, is the producer. Uh, producer. Yeah. Um, but the first, first album, Marlo, the original, it's one of my favorite hip hop albums. Um, the uh, uh, Solemn Brigham has such a good flow, like such a good voice. Um, the lyrics are excellent too. One of the things I like about it is it's. Uh, it's actually clean, I think, so I can potentially show it to my students. Hey, which is nice. Um, they're really, uh, really interesting, clever lyrics, which I always enjoy. My personal take on lyrics is I think the more clearly you can hear them, the more responsibility you as an artist have to make them good. Like I don't care about a lot of metal lyrics because you can't even hear them. So what's the point? Yeah. If you're gonna hear it, like in like in hip hop generally and like pop, like. I think it, you have a responsibility to have them be good. I think Marlowe has really good lyrics. Um, so I love the first album. I've been really hoping to find this. I was very glad Bull Moose had it. So I'm uh, quite psyched about this. Can I see that again? I want to see what, yeah. what label it's on. Because I've just never, never heard of this before. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, oh. So to all our fans out there, go check out Marlowe. <laughs> yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it's really interesting. It, the first album is like, it's not a concept album, but it has like a similar like theme to it. It uses a lot of old samples from like old movies, and it has this kind of like uh, sort of like grungy, like carny kind of vibe to okay. it. Okay. Yeah, it's like like there's like a couple skits about like it's like like a kind of like a P.T. Barnum kind of vibe going on. Which um, that's, that's an interesting. You, you don't see that in like a hip hop album. No, it's an interesting yeah. take. It's one of the things I liked about it too. Was like there's a skit where he's like trying to show off his menagerie, and it's just like, it's just like, it's just like a bunch of stuff that's com- It's like he's got like a dog that he like like nailed like a tail to. It's like it's like <laughs> none of it is actually like worth anything. It's all like you know, but he's trying to sell it. Anyway, and I he- liked it got one more i think right one more yeah. yes this is uh bruce springsteen and the e street band live 1975 to 1985 i'm kind of excited because it's only 10 bucks and you get a lot of music for it um i really like bruce springsteen at his best i think he's excellent um, what about at his worst well he's less <laughs> excellent <laughs> um aren't his concerts known for being like abs- like 
you get your money's worth. Yes, yeah. he, he's known to be really good live. I've heard, I think I've actually heard some of this on YouTube. Like, I, I love Thunder Road, the song, and uh, I think this one has a really, really good live version of it, which um, is one of those where, like, he totally reinterprets the song. Um, it's mostly uh, acoustic, and uh, yeah, it's just killer. So it's got a lot of versions of songs that I already like and want to hear live, plus a lot of new stuff that I don't know. But <laughs> for 10 bucks, 30 songs from someone who's known for doing really good live work. That's awesome. I think that's a steal. So That's yeah. kind of, no, I'm not a different artist, but that's how I felt with Billy Joel when we saw him, is that it felt like yeah. you totally got, you played a really nice, you know, career-spanning I, set. I've said um, it before. And like I just like was so surprised by that concert. Yeah. Yeah. But that's something I've heard about Bruce Springsteen is that he'll you know he'll play two three hours. Yeah, he'll really give you you know a nice especially because that's something that stinks about um, artists. Like I'd love to see The Cure live, mm-hmm. for example, just because they've they've become one of my favorite bands. But I feel like no matter what, you're gonna be you're gonna be disappointed. Like you're not gonna be able to play. That's kind of how I felt. I saw Slipknot. That was my first concert back after COVID. That really came back with a bang, and there was it just you couldn't play every single, you couldn't really play a career spanning set because you know, there's, there's a certain amount, a certain amount of time, you know, you can't yeah. really, you know. Why you, didn't you play Scott's favorite song? Yeah, exactly. Like you're you're gonna disappoint someone along the way. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of appreciate. True. I felt that way about Blind Guardian when I saw them. Not that I, they put on an awesome show. I loved it, but. It's one of those bands that have so much music I love that I like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, know, you only have so much time. So much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Springsteen has, like, how many albums now, too? Uh, four or five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At just, least. Yeah. Just a handful, you know? Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he has, like, a Scott Walker sort of thing where he, like, he'll, like, take, like, ten years to make an album. <laughs> my favorite, uh, my parents have... I think it's a 75 or 40. Yeah, 75. It's a new format. A 45 of uh, <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town, of them playing it live. And the ver- who was the saxophone player for the E Street Band? Oh, oh. Um, oh. Cla- Clarence. Clarence. Am I on the right track? Yeah, I think I, uh, so. Cl- yeah. Clarence? Is that it? Yeah, I think so. He, uh, in the recording, when he gets to the end of the song. Didn't he pass? He did, yeah. 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 And he gets to the end of the song. Uh, Clarence starts doing ho- like ad libbing a ho ho ho, and Bruce Springsteen just he, he starts laughing and he can't finish it. Like that's, I don't know. I feel like that's the kind of like that's nice you know, to hear. Nice yeah, to it's see. fun. Yeah, I mean um, he's supposed to be just like a genuine like like he really gives a shit about his fans. Yeah, exactly. Like I've always gotten good vibes from Bruce Springsteen. He seems like a good guy. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I I've never been a fan of his music, but like you know you got to give the guy cred. You know. Or just you know, giving a shit. Yeah, yeah. Also, definitely. really fun uh, spoonerism. Yeah. Spruce Springsteen. Spruce Bingsteen. Yeah, that's Bring, a good one. Bings- oh yeah, Spruce Bingsteen. Any relation to Bing, like Crosby? <laughs> Kring Bosby. Kring Bosby. Ooh, <laughs> there we go. That's... Kring Bosby. You and your spoonerisms. Your spoonerisms. Yeah, there's yeah. always. Who was one of the? Uh... Oh crap! There was one of the artists you had. I was like, you can't really do a good spoonerism there. Oh. Romstein? <laughs> no. It was like a double B. Maybe it was what's someone else. Blue Oyster Cult, maybe? No. 
All right. I think I'm just having a fever dream. Sorry. <laughs> you, you, your old age is catching up with you, Scott, even though you're oh, younger man. than me. Well, yeah. <laughs> what does it say about me? I'm a, I'm a mess, apparently. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about albums of the week? Yes. While we're, uh, we're at it. Who's going first? Yeah, Andrew, have you thought of one in the meantime? or? Oh, have I thought of an album of the week? Yeah. If, oh, uh, come if, back to me. Okay. I, I, I did, and then I un, undid that because I... I got distracted. Yeah, man. My album of the week, uh, I, when I can't think of what to listen to, I sometimes I'll put on just NPR Tiny Desk Concerts. I I, mm-hmm. I love that series. Um, <laughs> I do too. And this one, I, I checked it out, and I forgot how much I liked this guy's debut. Um, and so I, I found it, bought it really cheap on Discogs, and I'm loving it. It's... Uh, Malibu by Anderson Pac. Oh, yeah. uh, really, really fun. I haven't listened to. I mean, I, I liked his. Uh, uh, I liked his. Du- uh, uh, I was gonna say duet. Well, I guess it was. A, it, is it, it was a collaborative album. Yeah, thank you. It, it, I mean, Mars, it was a bunch of duets. Yeah, Sonic. Which it was good, but I just feel like he had. It was such a fun, creative blend of, you know, modern hip hop and R and B with you know old school soul funk like that. That is just such a great great album. I remember loving it so much at the time and uh, glad I waited to buy it because I found it for like maybe $3 versus when it first came out it was probably like, you know, 15 Yeah. So, I love there are some albums that I love when they first come out by, by you know, well-known artists and I'm like, you know what, I'll wait a few years. I'll wait yeah. until uh, I can buy it much cheaper. So. Yeah, I totally get you. Um, Just stream it till then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, like st- I'll still love it in a few. If I still love it in a few years, it'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> My, uh, I guess I'm trying to decide because, yeah, you know what? I, I actually I listened to this today. So, um, it is the self-titled album by Bar Shasketh. Ooh, um, yeah. yeah, one of my favorite black metal bands. Mm-hmm. Probably one. I probably single-handedly got me into black metal. Um, Really like yeah, just put it on this morning while I was uh kind of cleaning my room a little bit and yeah, it was just great, great album. Um, I still love their earlier, their previous one, Ophidian Hypnosis, but still great album. It's such a metal name, I love it. It, it is. Oh, it, it totally is. <laughs> Ophidian Hypnosis. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it just really, I love this thing, and especially like the album cover kind of reminds me of like a, um, almost like a black metal version of a, uh, of a William Blake painting. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can see that, but yeah, it's and just they, I, the, the way they take on black metal, like, it, it just feels so, like, it, it, it's like they're doing, it, it's, it's like very Janus-based, nice I guess. Yeah, like, it feels like they, they're they they know it's past and they're willing to kind of pave into the future at the same time, you know. Nice. So, yeah. Really, really great stuff. So sweet. Yeah. Any yeah. Any any luck, Andrew? Hmm. Well, if we're going by you guys are going to do an album of the week just based off what you've been listening to recently. Yeah. I think the last album I've listened to all the way through uh was actually the Marlowe self titled. <laughs> so right. I've already kind of plugged that one. That's fine. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's really, it's really, it's quality stuff. You said that that one's. They, are they both like that, carny sort of thing? Uh, I don't know, cause I, I'm, I don't know anything about the new one. Okay. Um, but yeah, the the first one, um, 
has that kind of vibe to it. It's, it's really interesting. Mm. Um, and it's got some good uh, little little skits and uh, samples. Nice. Um, Very good. Yeah. yeah. I'm into it. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.